You're listening to the Gold Biz Podcast, episode number 59. Listen, we're all humans. We've all struggled with or are currently struggling with finding confidence in ourselves, our identity as an entrepreneur, or just our confidence in our business. It's just so normal to feel this way. All about how you regain perspective about yourself that will help you be able to have confidence in yourself and your decision-making in your leadership for your business. Today, I have with me guest Taylor Torres of Chanel and Lee, who is the queen of all things systems, workflows, and a confident SEO powerhouse. So today, we're going to be talking about what confidence looks like in your business, how you can find it, and how you can portray it in your business as well. You're listening to The Gold Biz Podcast with Rachel Traxler, a traveling wedding photographer turned creative business entrepreneur. Each week, Rachel brings you purpose-driven action to become the ambitious entrepreneur you are meant to be. We'll dive into topics such as life, business, failures and successes, and being the best version of yourself you can be. This is a warm and positive space for all creative entrepreneurs to come together, inspire, and grow. Because every day is an opportunity to shine here at the Gold Biz Podcast. Now here's your host, Rachel Traxler. Hello, sunshines, and welcome back to the Gold Biz Podcast with me, your host, Rachel Traxler. Like I said, today we're going to be talking about what confidence looks like in your business, how you can find it, and how you can portray it in your business too, with guest Taylor Torres with Chanel and Leaf. So let's welcome her on. Taylor, I am so excited to have you with us today on the Gold Biz Podcast. I'm very honored to have you on. So before we start with anything, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Hi, I'm Taylor. I am 26. I live in Houston, Texas with my two kids and my partner. I'm the owner of Chanel Lee Studios, which is a systems and operations studio where I do systems consulting for online business owners, everything from education to speaking. I also am a brand photographer in Houston and the host of a podcast called Ironically Serious. So lots of hands in different pots here. I would say, I didn't know that you did branding photography too. So that's really cool. So you kind of have your foot a little bit in the photography world. Yeah, actually, I've been doing photography for 11 years. So I started a photography business in 2012. I was 16, 17 years old when I started my business. I went to school for photography. So my background is actually in photography. And then when I started my business with Chanel Lee, I was first a VA and I served a lot of the photography community since I had a background in that. And now I just do shoots for brands here and there, but it's not my main business like Chanel and Lee is. Yeah, that is so, so cool. And I know today we're going to be talking a lot about just like confidence in running your business and all of that stuff. So tell us a little bit about your journey, I guess, with gaining and building confidence in yourself and in your business. Yeah, that's such a loaded question. I know you had sent that over to me and I was like, oh my gosh, I could talk for days on that. But yeah, essentially I've had an interesting decade, even though I'm 26, I've had a lot of different versions of myself from photographer to art school to I was married and then divorced and then starting this business four years ago and how it's evolved and all the different branches of that and who I am. But a lot of that confidence has just come from experiences, right? So I've always felt pretty confident growing up and even into my adult life. But I think what's helped me 
in terms of business and entrepreneurship and starting all of these projects and passion projects is just having life experiences and learning how to go through setbacks and go through failures or you know, experience just hard stuff that kind of builds your character and your mental toughness. So you can carry that into anything you do because it's not easy doing, as you know, like business and showing up online a lot, it can be exhausting. And I think having experiences that have tested me a little bit in life, whether those were business experiences or just life circumstances have definitely built up that confidence for me to show up my best and serve people and really show up in my unique self, if that makes sense. So I kind of have like two questions from that, basically. So because you're kind of a multi-passionate entrepreneur, you've got your hands in a lot of things, you like to do a lot of things. Do you feel like that's helped your confidence or that's made you kind of question it a little bit because you feel like you're doing all these things and then you kind of question like, am I doing all of them good enough? You know, stuff like that. Just because I know a lot of Mm. listeners on this show are also multi-passionate creatives. And so I'd be curious on your advice for that for people if you think like ways we can help or on all that. Right. Yeah, I think it's definitely it's hard, right? I think a lot of creatives can relate to this if they're listening. Like as a creative, you want to try all kinds of things. And I feel like as soon as I try something and kind of get it down, I'm like, what's next? Like, what can I do next? Like, let me start a podcast. Let me do this. And which is great, right? Because we get to exercise all of those creative muscles and try new things and, and grow our skills. I will say, though, one thing I've learned in entrepreneurship, regardless if you're multi-passionate or not, is that you want to become your very, very best at something. Because I think we all, especially in the online space or like the creative industry, we try to do something quickly so we can kind of scale or succeed and we don't really become the best at it. We kind of are in this culture of like moving fast paced and everyone wants to try these things. Everyone wants to do this and that. And it takes time to really build up skills well and to become successful and hit certain goals in your business or your career, your projects. So I think for me, like, yes, it's a great thing to be multi-passionate because you get to try things. And I think that's a blessing to figure out what do you want to do, right? If you try something, you don't like it, you can move on to the next thing. But I think there is, an importance to sticking with something if you truly love it and becoming the very, very best at it, like taking the time to learn, going through that humble phase of like, you don't know all the answers yet and you're learning and you make mistakes. And again, going back to that confidence building of trying things and maybe having failures and setbacks, but keep moving forward because those are the people in any industry that you look at who have been doing something for years and years and years, decades, who are the very, very best at it. And they've put in the time, right? And I, that's something I talk about all the time on my podcast as well as I'm like, you have to be willing to put in the time to become great at something. And I think that's true for multi-passionates as well. Yeah. And I think it's so true too, because I feel like people, yeah, multi-passionate, you're trying new things. And if you're not the, like an expert at what you're doing, I feel like you lack confidence or just unsure that uncertainty of like oh I'm not the best at this I'm not the expert at this so why should I and then the imposter syndrome starts to creep in and like yeah why should I be so confident in myself if I'm doing something that I don't know I'm not the expert Mm -hmm. in and so then I feel like people start to like second guess themselves and doubt themselves and not have that confidence so I like how you were saying too just kind of like living through and going through like that humble phase of just kind of enjoying that process too because a lot of times I don't know about you for but for me personally like which is my story and journey with things my failures or lack of confidence is what directly got me to where I'm at now and why I'm kind of like 
an ex, like I specialize and like my, my expertise is why it is what it is because it was the thing yes. I was lacking and it was the thing that I was not good at or like as good at or didn't have down at the time. And so sometimes it's like you have to sit in that and let those things happen. So because that's going to kind of help form your story sometimes even. I know. I always tell people, I'm like, everyone started somewhere. Everyone's been through. If you look at any, you know, quote unquote authority figure in whatever industry you're in, it could be photography or online business or even other careers, right? Someone always started where you're at right now. Like everyone has to go through that. And I think if you want, you can't fast track confidence. You can't fast track expertise. You have to be willing to be in it. And that's why I always say too, you hopefully you love what you're doing, right? Because you have to kind of go through some of the, those growing pains. And if you don't truly love it, you're going to recognize that pretty quickly when you're trying to put in that work to become an expert at something. Yeah, totally. And I feel like even that just reminded me too, because I feel like even some of my students, my coaching students will say, I have a really dumb or like I have a really silly question. I'm always saying like, there is no dumb or silly questions because I mean, we, like you said, everyone started somewhere everyone's mm-hmm. on different paths and different journeys. So you might be really knowledgeable about this, but you have no idea about something, another topic yep. and that someone else is really good at. And so like we all, as just humans and especially as entrepreneurs are always just ever changing, growing, learning forever. Like there's no one that yes. knows it all. There's no one that can't continue to learn something. So mm-hmm. that's what I always say too. Like there's no one that's above anyone else for just knowing everything because there's always more to learn. That's what I always say. Exactly. Yeah. And you were also talking earlier about just confidence and kind of like showing up and stuff like that. And like you gained confidence for yourself to show up in your best way possible. What would be your suggestion? Only because I know that I've personally struggled with this in the past and I know other people have too. The days or the times or seasons that you don't feel confident in showing up. Mm-hmm. How do you go about that? Do you work through it? Do you work on yourself first or do you just push through and show up? Like, what does that look like for you? Just because I know that I've gone through that and I know someone else yeah. has too, like, I'm guaranteed. Yeah. I think it's, you know, it's interesting, especially as an online business owner, because we have to show up on social media, right? If you're using social media as a marketing tool, you have to show up or you're not going to make sales maybe, or you're not going to be connecting and networking. And so it's definitely been a learning process for me going from, you know, positions in real life or school and things where I'm doing something and having confidence there, but then able to go home and kind of turn it off. Whereas now four years into my business, I've kind of learned that it's almost like a muscle thing you have to just work on, just like you would if you're an artist and you have a skill that you work on every day or a photographer, you're practicing your craft, like showing up in your confidence and in your uniqueness is something you just have to practice to do. Like I know a lot of people I talk to and I've had students of mine who have been like, how do I get on Instagram stories, right? Like, and just talk. I feel so strange. I'm like, you just do it every day. And eventually you don't feel that weirdness anymore. And so I feel like that's kind of what I've tried to do is the days where I'm like, I don't want to show up online. I don't feel like talking. I'm not feeling very confident about myself or I've had a rough time. It's still just the part of showing up, but also showing up in still being true to you. So not putting on a front. I think that's really important because I think that inauthenticity shows up online really easy, right? So if you're like, I'm not feeling confident today, I'm going to go on anyways and be all, you know, people can recognize when you're not really feeling it. And so what I've tried to do 
and really building my personal brand as well over the years is I'm honest with my audience. And I think they appreciate that. And that's why they're attracted to what I bring to the table. Because if I, like recently this week, I literally had like an eye twitch. We just got a puppy and my kids are driving me crazy. My partner's been traveling and I was like crying every day. And I got on my stories and I was like, guys, I'm just having a rough time. Like I have an eye twitch. Anyone have recommendations? Like this is what's going on. And it's just crazy because that was me showing up authentically, even though I wasn't feeling like it and I wasn't feeling very confident that week. And my DMs were just full of connection and conversations and people reaching out. And that is the point of that, right? So yes, obviously this is really pertaining to like an online space, but I think that's what I've learned is you just have to do it and just show up as yourself. And the more you do that, the more comfortable you become with where you're at in life. If that's positive, if you're having a bad day, if you're not feeling your prettiest that day or you're struggling voicing that with your audience and you know, obviously having boundaries about what you personally want to share online, yeah. I think that's what can create that confidence to be like, hey, I can show up as myself and people are going to respond because they see that it's true to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's really, I just love that you say that too, because there's just seasons and like, just, I go through lulls, you know, like ebbs and flows of just like, I just don't feel like being on, on social media at all. Mm -hmm. Like I don't even feel like being on my phone. I'm like, someone just take my phone and I just don't want anything to do with it. So I just, I definitely go through seasons like that too. I'm like, I want to just spend time with, with my daughter and my husband. I just want to be present with my friends. Like, I just don't want anything to do with my phone. And I think that maybe comes with just trying to find more of a balance so I don't feel that Mm -hmm. like resentment towards that but like I just feel like that happens sometimes so I really like what you're saying of just even when you don't feel like it like I'm not really showing up for myself I'm showing up for my audience and just building Mm -hmm. that trust kind of like showing up for them that way so I really like that you said that Taylor because that really helps me even personally just shift my mindset it's like well I'm not showing up for myself because I don't feel like it I'm doing it for my audience So I really like that you said that. I think that that helps a lot. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, too, you know, it's important to remember that other people are probably feeling that same way. Like other people are coming onto Instagram struggling with their day or struggling with their body image or having a hard family life or business season is slow. And so when you're able to identify with people in your personal brand and your business brand and whatever you're trying to build networking wise, those relationships happen when you're being true and you're being human because we're all human. So when we try to show up and force something that's not true to us, people can recognize that because they're probably feeling similar things too. And so that's a lot of the times where I feel the most connection with my audience is when I'm like, hey guys, this this happened to me this week and this is what it was, or this is how I'm feeling today, or I'm just exhausted. I'm drinking some wine and reading a book. Like people are like can relate to that because it's relatable human content and it's not always like me pushing business or my next big thing or sales, right? I'm just like showing up and creating those connections. So that way when I do sell or want to bring something to my audience, they're listening, right? Because they see me as another human behind the screen. Yeah, exactly. And that's such a good point too. It's like, it's all about connection. I love connection too. And so that's kind of just what the whole main focus on all of this is. So I think, yeah, when you can take yourself out of the equation and just come from a place of like serving and connecting, that definitely changes the mindset. So I really Mm -hmm. like that. But yeah, I know like, especially as like entrepreneurs, creative entrepreneurs, all that, we always hear like the confidence is key. Thing, you know, like the mm-hmm. phrase confidence is key. But what does that mean? Like, how does one show? I mean, I know we kind of just talked about like showing up in our business and stuff, but what's just another way that we can portray that or even just find it? So, like, find it and then portray it. 
Okay, friends, I am so excited to talk to you about the newest sponsor of our show, Batch AI. Batch AI is a software that is going to save you so much time editing, and you know I'm all about automation and efficiency. And Batch AI is able to process 1,000 photos in one minute. I've personally been able to save time and money by using Batch AI, which, let's be real, are always the two biggest goals in life. And it's allowed me to not feel so burnt out with the amount of time it takes to edit an entire gallery by myself without hiring an editor. When you sign up for a free trial at Batch AI, you'll get access to so many amazing tools that help make editing easier because of the power of the AI technology and seamless automation to your Lightroom workflows. It includes sorting, color correction, straightening, and tool replication. And Batch AI will help you get back to doing the fun and impactful part, which is connecting with your clients and taking pictures. They also have flexible subscriptions for moving up, down, or pausing at any time, depending on your season, which is absolutely key for busy and slow seasons. Batch AI will help you turn your editing session into basically a stretch break with these three simple steps. A huge thank you to Batch AI for sponsoring today's episode. Yeah, I think it is that I love that phrase. I also like kind of like the fake it till you make it, which some people are like, oh, we can't fake it. But yeah, sometimes it is really stepping into this layer of confidence so you can start to, like I said, create that muscle and understand how to show up in that, even if you're not. But I know for me, when I was first starting out my business, so right now I'm a systems consultant and, you know, educator for Dubsado and things like that. But when I first started, I was a VA and it was like a side hustle. And at the time, this was in 2019. So I feel like even in the past couple of years, the resources and education for these industries have grown immensely. So when I was first starting, there wasn't a whole lot of resources to learn. How do I do this business thing? What is the VA world? All of this stuff, right? And I really had to learn in order to evolve in my skills, I had to figure out what am I really, really good at? Like what is unique about me that I bring to the table that I can feel confident in showing up in, right? Whatever that is. Maybe it's my personality, my interests, my values. Maybe it's a unique skill I have that I know other people don't or the way I approach something. When I can figure out, when I did figure out what those things were, I was able to say, ooh, this is something really unique that I bring to the table, I bring to the world. Let me feel really confident in that because that's going to be my secret sauce, right? And I've obviously had to evolve over the past couple, you know, four years into figuring out what those were and how those looked in my business. And I think those will always change. But I think for newer entrepreneurs or people who are looking to step into this full time or start a photography career or whatever that looks like, you kind of have to figure out what am I really good at? What is my skill? What do I bring to the table? What's something different about me that people are attracted to or magnetic, you know, to? And how can I feel really confident in that and then start showing up in that? Because that's what really kind of sets us apart, you know, I think in the online space. What is cool about it is you have people from all different walks of life and backgrounds and skills who are doing similar things, but they each bring something different to the table. And that's why you may hire one person. I may hire someone else, right? Because it's those those unique personality traits that attract us to these brands. So that's one of my biggest tips is figuring out 
what you're really good at, whether it's a skill or a trait or even just something unique about you that people like. Maybe you're really funny, you know, like just all the different things you could have personality wise and then stepping into that and letting you be confident in that so you can really infuse that into your business. And I've seen a lot of, I know for myself and my clients, when they're able to finally do that and stop looking at what other people are doing and what other people are bringing to the table and just say, what am I bringing to the table? And let me show up in that. I've seen them have so much success in, in finding their people and attracting the right clients and stepping into that CEO power that really drives them to be successful, you know? Totally. Yeah. And I even tell people too, especially I think it's easy as, and I'm thinking like photographers, when they're first starting out, it's oh, it, this goes for anybody too, like any type of creative entrepreneur. When you're first starting out, you're kind of looking to other people instead of looking yes. yourself. And so what happens is, and I see this in the photography industry too, like we start to adapt verbiage and editing styles and everybody starts to kind of mesh and look the same. Mm -hmm. Everyone, and it's completely okay to like get some inspiration from other people, like, and just from other things in general, like that's totally fine. But like exactly what you said, Taylor, I think a lot of people forget to look within first because that's where the true magic is. And people just don't have the confidence to realize that yet. And so sometimes it yes. takes a while to get on there, you know, to get their footing and try to look to everyone else. And I know that's a mistake I made early in my business, too. I didn't mm -hmm. look within soon enough because as soon as I looked within, I found what made me different. I found what makes me unique, yeah. my different approach, my different style. The reason I have the style of editing that I do, my the reason for my approach, everything, that's when things clicked for me. But it took me mm -hmm. years that but that's when the switch happens so that would be my biggest piece of advice is to look within first like you were saying yep versus trying to get inspiration outward exactly what you said like start within because that is where the true magic happens so I love that and I've seen that and I've personally gone through that too so I couldn't agree more with that <laughs> Yeah, I went through something similar. I think it was about a year into my VA business and I knew I wanted to level up. I didn't want to be a VA anymore, but I was feeling conflicted on what I wanted to do next. And I remember I think I was consuming too much. Like I was looking at all these different business owners and they were doing this and their branding looked like this and I need to show up like that and be edgy or whatever. And it was coming off of my brand. It was confusing. It wasn't aligning. People weren't buying because there was not, I wasn't showing up as true to myself, right? And then mm -hmm. once I figured that out, which took some soul digging and working with a copywriter and, you know, journaling and figuring out well, what do I want to do ever since that point, just like you're saying for yourself, everything had aligned. My offers have aligned. My branding is very magnetic. People are like, I don't know why I'm attracted to your business, but I am. And I'm like, that's because I know my secret sauce, you know? Yeah. And I think that is, you know, you're going to have to obviously look at your competitors and market research, but I definitely think there is a benefit to kind of putting the blinders on when you first get started and just focusing in on you. What's working for you? What's not working? You know, what feels right as well, like intuitively for yourself. And if something doesn't feel right, try something else. I think that's the thing a lot of business owners when they first start don't realize is that entrepreneurship is basically just a journey of trial and error. Exactly. And it happens throughout your whole career. You're going to be trying something out. It's going to fail. You're going to try something else. You're going to get tired of this thing. So you can, it's okay to experiment with what feels right for you and your business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're so right, Taylor. And it's just a long journey of trial and error. And mm -hmm. there's no one way to do everything right. There's no one path. 
And so mm-hmm. I think just knowing that, knowing that there is no one right way, it is just all trial and error. You can just rest a little easy, you know, a little more easy just knowing yeah. that it's okay if I fail. And, you know, you never meet anybody who's successful or has found success or is brave or anything like that that hasn't faced failure. Yes. And so you just knowing that putting yourself out there, going for it, you are going just even just being an entrepreneur in general, like you're going to face failure. Mm-hmm. And so, it's almost something that we, we got to stop avoiding and just come to terms mm-hmm. with. It's just going to happen. And how are we going to deal with it when it happens? And how are we going to learn from it and move on? That's basically all it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I always tell some of my students that I work with in my programs is that you can always do something over again. Or like I always tell them, you can change things. I'm like, let's try this thing out. And if it doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel good, change it. Like there's nothing wrong. That's the beauty of being an entrepreneur is you're in control of your business. So if something doesn't feel right or something doesn't work or you have a failure, change it. You have the power to control that situation or that thing and make it into something better. And that is true with with talking about failures or setbacks. It's like, what can you take from that experience? Whether it's physical or mental or spiritual or tapping into your your audience or your offers, like what can you learn from that and continue to evolve from? And I think that's important is just realizing like it's going to happen and all you can do is, you know, take it and learn from it and keep going. Exactly. Yep, exactly. And I love that. Um, it kind of moving on to like some of our like listeners, they might need that extra push or just realize that they can photography business, for example, if they, they want to or entrepreneurship level up, take it kind of to the next level and stuff. And I'm curious on what your just like three things that you would tell someone to help gain confidence in themselves and their business for someone who wants to just take it to the next level. Yeah. I would first probably say, which sounds cheesy, but I'm sure as a coach, you talk about this too, is set some attainable goals, right? I think there's nothing like building confidence when you can say, oh, I hit a goal. I did something. And it doesn't have to be something crazy. Like, oh, I got to get 2000 Instagram followers or sell X amount of money. It could be as simple as like, I want to put out one freebie next month, right? I want to, excuse me, I want to hire a CPA and I want to get that done. Just something you can check off your list because I think there is something mental about being able to say, I hit that goal, I hit this one. And what I always try to do for myself in business usually happens yearly is I'll set kind of these quarterly goals that are a little bit easier to attain. And then I'll have my yearly goals, which are big picture. Like if I can hit, that's amazing. But I I don't want that to be the only one. So if I don't hit it, then I'm not left feeling like crap, I'm a failure. I've hit these other small goals that are moving the needle, right? I think that's something I'd recommend because that's just an easy way to start building that confidence. The other thing I would say, too, is to start showing up online. I think if you're an online business owner, which I feel like a lot of your people who are photographers are going to have that tool for them, that's something I think a lot of people forget because they don't think about that until later, right? Oh, I got to start showing up on social media. I already have the website or I've started selling. Now I need to start showing up on social media. You can start doing that now and building an audience. And I've always heard it say, you know, you could have 10,000 followers and only a couple of them be loyal, or you could have 200 really loyal followers. So it's not about the number. Keeping nope. that in mind, it's about the the network and the connections you're building. So I would start getting on there immediately. Start DMing people, following people who you're inspired by, asking them questions, making connections in your area. If you're a local, you know, maybe a photographer, and then just, you know, building that network because that can start now. It doesn't have, you don't have to wait to start doing that. 
And you can kind of start seeing Instagram or social media as a networking tool versus just a selling tool. That shift has been really big for me in terms of just making connections. And a lot of those connections do end up buying from me later down the line or collaborating with me or bringing me business. So that would be number two. And then I think number three, kind of just going back to what I had mentioned earlier, is really figuring out what you bring to the table, you know, and that could be, again, a specific skill. Like you're saying, for a photographer, maybe it's a style or an approach they bring. Maybe they're really bubbly and they can make people get out of their shell. Like what is the secret sauce that you bring? And then how can you infuse that into the business? So like I said, if you're really, really funny, like how can you bring that into the business to make people comfortable or to sell better? Or, you know, if you have really important values to you, maybe that's, you know, charity or religion, like how are you infusing that into the business to bring those kind of people to you? So I think really sitting down with yourself and figuring out what is what do I bring to the table and where can I fit that into my business and make that a tool to attract people to me and kind of show up as a personal brand versus just a business. So those are my three things. Yeah. And those are three really solid things too. And I think I, I agree completely. I think they're solid, solid answers. I couldn't agree more. I think they are so great. And especially with goals too, because I think a lot of people they're like, oh yeah, goal setting, that's that's fine, that's great and all. But I just recently, within the last couple of years, started actually writing down my goals and keeping track of them. And mm-hmm. I tell you, like that extra step of just writing down your goals and then even like, here's your goal, but then breaking down how you're going to actually make it happen of, okay, yes. what am I going to do this quarter to make that happen? What am I going to do this month to make that happen? What am I going to do this week or today? to make that goal happen. Because if I just think I have it in the back of my head, I actually have a board right in front of me that has like, on like little notes of what my goals are that I literally look at it every single day. And then I also kind of know and break down, what do I need to do this week or today to make that happen? Mm -hmm. And I've been able to hit my goals more than I ever have in my business. And I think it's because you actually break them down. So it's actually taking it that next step. So I couldn't agree more. It's like underrated thing. And yeah, that does help with confidence too, because then you know where you want to go and what you, you kind of make an action plan and make it happen. And you're more confident in the the things, the tasks and things you're doing to actually reach that because you you know where you're going. You know the direction you're going yes. and what you're trying to reach. So you're just so much more confident in the direction that you are going. So I love yeah. all of those. Those are all really great. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I think it's important too to make it attainable because something like I've learned, like I love fitness and working out and even in that, I've seen different reflections into the business side of my life because when you set a goal that you can't hit and then you don't hit it, you're left feeling like you failed yourself when in reality, yeah. that goal was just not the right goal at the right time. <laughs> so that's what I've had to kind of learn when I first started my business. I had these crazy goals and I wasn't tracking them or breaking them down. And I actually had hired a business coach who helped me kind of learn how to break down goals for myself. So now I know how to do that on my own. But really looking at like, what is something that is slightly out of reach, but that could be attained. And then how do I break that down? But then also, like I said, having those smaller goals monthly, maybe it's so many people on my email list per month. Once I hit that, like, yay, you know, a celebration or an income goal for the month, every month, those kinds of things where you have something to work towards and then break that down. I think that is really important to remember. Yes, goals, but you also want to make them things you can actually reach and not just pulling stuff out of the hat and then feeling left. Oh, I didn't do that when it was just a crazy goal to begin with. Yeah, exactly, too. That's also another really, really solid point, too, to think about. Mm -hmm. Also, too, with being a business owner and kind of feeling like you need to be 
you know, somewhat of a leader in your business, whether it be for Mm -hmm. yourself or your team members, all of that stuff. Like what does having confidence look like to kind of step into leadership in your own business? Oh, yeah, this is a good a good question. So I've been in a lot of leadership roles, thankfully, over my lifetime prior to owning a business. So I was able to carry a lot of those skills over. But then I learned it looked a lot different when it was my business, right? Because I was leaders in other organizations or jobs where I still had people over me. But now being a leader in my business and showing up online to educate or coach or, you know, even with my team, I have an assistant as well. So leading her, I think what I've learned and This is somewhat confidence-based, but it's really a leadership skill that I could not talk about more because I think it's so underrated is being a listener. I think leaders are supposed to listen and not talk all the time, right? Because yes, you can be one of those leaders who's, you do this, you do that, we're going to go here. And those are the leaders that feel icky, right? Like they feel bossy and they feel like they're not listening to the needs. Being a leader is understanding people's needs and guiding them to where they need to go. And that's something you have to learn, especially in the online space, because you feel like once you're in a leadership position or authority position, or you start coaching and educating, you're, you're the top of the tier, when in reality, it should be flipped around. You're kind of guiding others to their end goal, best self, or whatever you're trying to lead them in, right? Their success or, you know, transformations per se. And so that's something I've had to learn. But being confident and saying, hey, I don't always have to speak up or be the boss or be the one in the center of attention. I can just listen and still be a leader when I'm just listening and kind of being more of a wallflower, right? And letting people make moves, guiding them when they make mistakes or when they need help, I'm there handholding. But it's not always this stereotypical kind of more masculine position of leadership. It's more of a softer approach, I think. And that's what's really helped me is people feel like I'm more relatable. And yes, I'm still confident, but I'm not to the point where I'm not, I'm not relatable. I'm not approachable. Right. And that's something I spoke at a retreat earlier this year. It was in person. And someone had told me they're like online, I thought you're going to be intimidating. And then I met you in your life and you were warm and bubbly and approachable. And I was like, yes, that's what makes a good leader though. And a good speaker is being confident and people want that. But then when they meet you or they talk to you, they don't feel like you're above them. Right. They feel like mm-hmm. you're on the same level. You're leading them. You're them and listening. So that's probably my biggest tip for anyone stepping into leadership, whether it's online or in person or whatever kind of industry that looks like is learn how to listen and then guide people in those decisions or even just asking them more questions so they can find the answer themselves, right? Yeah, kind of like self-guiding them to finding that answer themselves and like training them to not be codependent and training them to actually be in finding their own. like coaching them into helping themselves be their own CEO and like stepping yes. into that and finding that themselves. I agree completely with, completely with that because, you know, there's only so much handholding you can do. You want to like train people mm-hmm. to be self-sufficient and all that stuff too. So I love that answer. I think it's always something interesting to think about because as business owners, mm-hmm. like whether we want to or not, we are leaders in our own business. Yes. And I think that's something that we all need to, we all could get better at. And that's something that we all are doing. So I really love that answer. Is there yeah. anything else that you want to leave us with? Any advice, anything we didn't cover, anything that you just want to throw in? I think you had mentioned asking about my journey to starting my podcast. We'd love to talk about that before we hop off. Just what that looked like to get it going, because that was scary. So just to kind of give you a preface. So I've 
been running my business for four years and I've always wanted to start a podcast, but I was really scared because of the level of education I had to learn to do that, right? You know, audio and it's like a whole new going from photo or creative to like an audio format or a video format was scary, right? So I was feeling not like not confident. I was just feeling a little bit of imposter syndrome of like, am I, can I do this? Should I do this? Am I qualified to do this? Even though I feel like the content I'm bringing was important in conversations, but I just felt like, are people going to think it sucks? Like, you know, all the different things. So what really helped me through that time period was educating myself instead of, because I'm the kind of person who, once I think of an idea, I want to put it out tomorrow, right? I'm like, oh, I want to start this thing or release this offer or whatever. And I try to rush it and that never works in my favor. And I think a lot of us can relate to that. So I had wanted to start this podcast. And so I set myself, I gave myself seven months, which sounds like a long time, but to learn not only a new skill, but to build the brand of that thing and to create that thing and the values behind it and the meaning behind it. And then obviously all of the things that go into something like a podcast, a website and Instagram and branding, right? So all of these things, I gave myself the room I needed to do it. And that way I wouldn't feel one pressure to finish something because I've already said I was going to do it on a certain time frame, right? But also gave me the room to just experiment a little bit without putting it out there yet. So I could try, you know, let me try some audio myself and listen to it. Let me share this with my family and friends, get their opinions on it. Let me really simmer on this as well, which I think is important as an entrepreneur is giving yourself time to simmer on an idea, right? Because yes, we can have great ideas, but then that idea may change a little bit once we think about it longer, or it may put on a new a new face, or it may sprout new legs when you give yourself time to kind of sleep on it, simmer on it, think about it really like with undivided attention. And so that's what I did. And, you know, I started planning this podcast December of last year and it just came out last month. And I'm like chef's kiss because you can people have said you can see that you put time into it. And I was like, that's what I wanted to hear because I did put time into it. So I wanted it to feel like it was professional and I wanted to feel like I cared about this thing so much that I was willing to wait it out and educate myself again, going back to trial and error. So then now I feel so confident in this thing I created because I gave myself the room I needed to actually put it into action versus trying to rush it or giving myself a timeline or all of the things. And so that's really helped me start something new because that's been the first time I've started something that big, new in a long time, right? Since I started my business. So it was kind of like a whole experience all over again of of starting a new thing and planning all of it. So I just wanted to kind of share that because I thought that was you know, something we can all relate to when it comes to creating a new idea in our entrepreneurship journey. Oh, definitely too. And yeah, I know a lot of people can relate to you just wanting it to be, you know, you want it to be great before you put it out there. And so mm-hmm. I do know there's a lot of people that have that same mindset. And I guess you just have a nice insight then of showing what that work can look like on the back end and helping you build that confidence as you are going through that new process, basically. And Mm-hmm. trying something new and also like you were saying earlier in the episode going through that humble phase but also gaining yes. confidence as you get to know it more and you're more comfortable with it that way when you do show up and you're you're there and you put it out there like that confidence you've already been able to like work up and build yes so exactly that's, that's exactly. a really good point to that approach to doing something like that mm-hmm. because that time it's out there you've already gained your footing and gained some confidence with that Yeah, I think even too, like, because I know a lot of your audience is photographers, if they're like stepping into a business where they're offering photography for the first time, like to clients, it's like, 
take your mom on a shoot and treat her like she was a client or your best friend or your partner or something and be like, hey, you're going to call me. You're going to hire me. We're going to go on a shoot. I'm going to pose you. So you can feel like you can start to build that confidence because I know I've done it so many times where I've done something and the first time I did it was with a paying client or the important time, right? And you're like all nervous and you don't feel confident and you stumble over your words or you just don't pull out all the strings you thought you were going to when you're actually in it. And so I think that could be applied to anything is just practicing your craft and giving yourself the room to educate yourself so you can, the first time you really need to show up with that thing for the real time, you've already built the confidence because you've done it and you feel comfortable and you're ready to go. Yeah, exactly. I love that too. And that goes for anything too. So I love that you related, mm-hmm. like, related that to photography. I think that's really good really good point. Yeah. But yeah, that I agree with all that. I think that's so, so awesome. One thing I do like to ask all my guests is what is something that you love to do that kind of keeps you happy in your business? Mm. So I mentioned earlier, like working out fitness is my, yeah. it's my therapy, which sounds cliche, but I didn't start working out. I don't have an athletic background at all. So I started working out in 2020, right after I had my baby, which was right at the time I had launched my business. So like I had, I was a new mom. And I had just had my kid and then I launched my business and I had just started working out and I found that it was like my happy place because it's where I can go to decompress. And I honestly think of a lot of ideas when I'm working out too, because I'm not on my phone. Like I track my workouts on my phone, but I'm not on social media. And so sometimes I'll just like pop in my ear pods and listen to a podcast or listen to music and I'll get like all of these ideas. I'll have to like stop and write stuff down sometimes in my notes. But that is like the thing that I'm able to, what I've also seen for myself is It's one of the only things that's not attached to my business besides family, right? So I have a podcast and I have a business and I have a lot of endeavors and collaborations I do, but it's like the one thing that's like just mine. You know what I mean? Like there's no one else relying on me for it. There's no one else holding me accountable by myself. There's no one else... I don't, I don't work out with anyone because I'm like, no, this is my time. Like my friends would be like, can we work out together? And I'm like, I love you, but no, like this is my only time that I'm alone. So yeah, that's like my one happy thing that helps me in my business because it gives me the room I need sometimes to just take a breather, push myself in a different way as well. Because I think yeah. being a business owner, we're pushed so much mentally and getting pushing myself physically. It's like a different kind of release and a different kind of dopamine when you hit certain goals and, you know, my workouts. I'm like, wow, that feels so good because I'm so used to being mentally creative in flow and then getting physical with myself when I can kind of turn the mental part off. It's just a great way to decompress and and get out of the business mindset that I feel like I'm always in. Yeah, I love that. And I had a guest on recently and he said something that I just so agree with too, is that we do end up getting our most creative or best ideas when we do take mm-hmm. a step back. Like when we're working out, yep. when we go on a walk, when we're go- taking a shower, like just mundane things, mm-hmm. because that's when we can just like take a step back and allow ourselves to be creative versus just trying yeah. so hard to like force it, just being just being is like when those things come. Mm -hmm. So I agree with you. And I had someone recently come on and say that. And I'm like, I agree so much with that. But I love that so much. This has been so, so helpful. I love your confidence in your business. I love what you shared with us to kind of help us gain all that confidence. Yeah. Why don't you tell us where we can find you? Yeah. So a couple places online. So my business is at Chanel and Lee, Chanel like the bag and L-E-E. I'm sure you'll drop it in the description, but Chanel and Lee is my website, my business Instagram. My personal Instagram is Tay Torres. So I'm more silly on there and more of my kids and my life in general there. And then my podcast is called Ironically Serious. So you can find it ironicallyserious.com, ironicallyseriouspod on Instagram. And we're 
on any of the podcasting apps wherever you get your podcasts. So I also have my branding at taylortorres.com. So lots of different spots to connect with me, but please have, you know, message me online. I'm always on there being crazy and, and silly and giving tips. So I would love to connect with you guys. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Taylor, for joining us thank today. I'll you. make sure to drop all those links in the show notes so people Perfect. can find you for all the things. Awesome. Thank you. This has been great. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Well, there you have it. That was a really, really fun episode and hopefully helped you gain some perspective on finding more confidence in yourself and your business as well. So make sure to check out today's show notes for all the links. Again, make sure to screenshot and share it to your stories so that we can see which episodes you are loving the most. Thank you so much for listening in today's episode. Keep shining and we'll see you next time. You did it. You're one episode closer to elevating your business. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to head over to racheltraxler.com forward slash gold biz podcast for the show notes and info on today's episode. Keep shining and we'll see you next time on the gold biz podcast.